The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. It's time to stop focusing on business problems and start focusing on the growth and leadership of your business. Welcome to The Business Edge with your host, Marsha Zeidel. Learn to create a growth agenda to get your business on the right track and keep it there. Rev up your growth engine with exceptional talent and develop the right kind of leadership to move it forward fast. Now, here is Marsha Zeidel. Welcome to The Business Edge, giving practical advice to entrepreneurs and business leaders on how to take your company, firm, or practice to that next level with less stress and more success. In other words, how to take the growing pains out of growth. I'm Marcia Zeidel, your Smart Moves Coach, getting you on the right track, keeping you on the right track, and making sure you don't get sidetracked. Let's start with a Smart Moves tip. Change is the new business norm, and change is the new career norm. Therefore, we all have to keep innovating. If we do what we've always done, we'll get what we've always gotten. To succeed in today's dynamic, uncertain climate, we need to think in new ways and act in new ways. To help us prevent being a modern-day Rip Van Winkle, waking up to a world we no longer recognize, is my guest, Terry Maxwell, author of The New World of Work, From the Cube to the Cloud. Listeners, did you know that 58% of all work will be contract in the next five years? That over one-third of the global workforce will be virtual in the next two years? And that workers will compete for projects and companies will compete for talent in a new way? Terry will help us make sense of this with her game-changing insights that have transformed businesses, people, and industries. One of her quotes that resonates with me and the clients I work with is this. If you want something better, you have to be willing to do something different. Let's find out what we need to do differently to thrive in this new world of work. Welcome, Terry. It's a pleasure to have you on the show. Marcia, thanks so much for having me on the show today. Well, let's get started. Um, Tell me, what exactly is the new world of work? The new world of work in a nutshell, work moved um, in my, my grandparents' generation from the farm to the factory and then in my generation, you know, from the factory to the corporation and then to the cube. Um, it's actually been shifting over the last five years, and it's now in the cloud, and there are more, um, there's more talent available on, in the cloud and you can literally hire contract workers all over the world to perform just about any job function that you need as long as you don't need them locally. Um, and it, it has really, in a nutshell, transformed work from a workplace to a marketplace. And so as a business owner, you can get contract labor all around the globe, literally from a click of a mouse. You know, I, 
I heard you uh, uh, talk about this uh, uh, about a month ago, and you gave an example with your own business, how you got your logos in one place and, and something else uh, and with another um, and, uh, with another contractor. Can you talk a little bit about that? On a, you know, how, how is it working for you? Well, that's kind of how I got, I think, pulled into this um, trend. I was studying uh, career trends and making some investments. I run a portfolio of businesses called Share on Purpose. And, um, and I, we were creating logos for some of the incubated businesses that had gone through our system. And I got turned on to Logo Tournament. And Logo Tournament is a virtual work platform. And for a few hundred bucks, I, put, I create a tournament and designers from all over the globe compete. Um, and I get to see hundreds of logo designs rather than just three, as I normally would get when I work with a designer. I get to see hundreds of designers. I get to work with designers all over the globe. And so we've created uh, and launched 15 businesses in the last four years. So that's 15 logos that have all been done on Logo Tournament. And uh, that's how I got turned on to this incredible model. It saves me as a business owner. It saves me time. It saves me money. I get a better quality product um, at a much more fair price. You know, that is that is so interesting. And that's why I wanted you to tell the listeners about it, because it's not something pie in the sky. It is happening today, and people are involved, and businesses are involved in the cloud. Um, now, let's get back to, you talked about trends. And so uh, what are the three key new world trends you describe in your book? Well, the, the, I think the ones that apply to your listeners being business owners is the world is changing faster than our ability to learn about it. And any business owner, large and small, would say, oh, yeah, that's absolutely correct. Mm-hmm. And so as a result of that, I don't really know what talent I need to hire three months from now, six uh-huh. months from now, 12 mm-hmm. months from now. So it's smarter for me to hire a contract worker on a fractional basis to do a subset um, position than it is if I hire a full-time employee because the world is changing so fast. I really don't know what skill set I'm going to need. And so that's the first key trend is the world is changing faster than our ability to learn about it. And as a result of that, we need a fractional just-in-time workforce. Um, And that's really, you know, one of the things that's making the new world of work um, so effective. Secondly is the skills that I need may not be within 50 miles from my office. And so this virtual workforce um, of people all over the globe who have elected this as a way to take their skills to market, they've created a new marketplace. And, um, and it's a global marketplace. So I get, um, whether it's a website I need design or programmers or designers or project managers or nurses, um, dozens and dozens of careers have moved to this model. And so I get... Um, a higher skilled worker at a, a more um, affordable rate, but again, on a fractional basis. And, th- and I think the third key trend is the millennial generation. The, this generation uh, are very intrinsically motivated. They're not um, like our generation, the baby boomers, where we're motivated by external rewards. This, this group of individuals are motivated 100% on an intrinsic reward basis, so they mm-hmm. follow their passions. And, uh, and this model is a perfect model for them to take their passions and skills to market in a new way. You know, this, as you're describing this, and I'm going to be a little bit of a devil's advocate here, if you don't mind. Um, 
we all know that that there is no lifetime employment in in in, in, in companies today. That was in the 40, 30, 40, 50 years ago. So I think that is, there's an agreement there. But what does this say about the concept of employee engagement, employee loyalty, employee commitment? How is this going to affect those things that I've talked about that, com- that seem to be, you know, so important for company success? Well, ironically, and we talk about this a lot in the book, it really doesn't change those things. It's just a different application. So um, we create a community, and we have in, within our community, um, we have employees in several of our companies, but then we also have contract workers, both local and abroad. And that community interacts locally um, for the ones that are local and um, over the Internet for the ones that are not. We literally run our business uh, as if it were global, even though our footprint's only about a thousand mile radius. We run it as if it's global so that we can create a community. So the engagement aspect, the first key things to to making that um, fit is hire people that are a fit for your culture. That will Mm -hmm. keep them engaged. Second is Mm -hmm. to hire people that are passionate. And then third is to give them the flexibility of the work model that works best for them. And that's Really, I think one of the key advantages of this new world of work is there are some positions in my company that need to be employees. Um, Our controller, for example, engagement managers that lead client engagements, they need to be employees, our project managers. But then we have dozens and dozens, writers, programmers, designers, um, that, that don't need to be employees. And so that work model, they're still in our community. We still engage with them. It's just that they're, we have a, a, a client-partner relationship rather than an employee-manager relationship. Well, I'm glad you made that point because, you know, some people may think, well, um, there are, there's no job that there's no company there's not a company or or a co- let me put it this other way there may be jobs that still need to be employee owned you know a, a companies still have employees um, so there are jobs like that you said controller what other jobs would it make sense to have someone on staff as a full time employee. I think it depends on the industry and the business. In our business, we have a lot of services businesses in our portfolio, and so we have engagement managers and project managers. They need to be employees because we have a career path for them. Mm-hmm. Um, we have training for them. They're really a part of our product. Um, I think, you know, a, a financial, if, you're, if your company is a decent size and revenue, I think a financial controller or bookkeeper or a CFO, I think, is really critical. And then I think it depends. If, if you're a software company, there's probably some key pieces of software design and engineering that need to be employee-based. So I think it's really, you know, what's at the core of what you offer, um, what resources are required um, to deliver that, and then make the, those core ones that are central to that delivery um, employees, and then look for other ways to um, contract both virtually and locally for the other things. And the reason that'll keep you much more nimble, makes it easier to adjust um, with all of the new technologies that are bombarding us every day. Um, what an, you know, what an interesting concept. So it's not, it's not either or, it's both. It's absolutely both. And I, every business is different. We 
um, have about 40% of our resources that are employees and 60% that are contract. And the 60% that are contract are because we don't need full-time resources for those roles. We need hmm. fractional people that, that this is their passion and that's all they want to do, um, but we don't need a full-time position. And so I can take one full-time role and I can hire four different people at 10 hours a week and get four people that are highly skilled in their key discipline as opposed to one person that's a generalist. So it also seems to me that when you go to this model and when you have people who are different places, maybe doing a quarter of the work, that you need to have really good coordination for yeah, this. Yeah, that's key. It's a different way of working, and the, we talk a lot about the reward system um, because it, it, it's, a, it's a new way of working. It's not just, um, hey, this is a great tool. I mean, it's an entirely new way of working, and it is revolutionizing our society, much like when work moved from the farm to the factory and it changed our society, it changed our concept of a work day, it changed our relationship um, you know, inside our families and, and in the workplace. It's very much like that, that these communities, these virtual work platforms that are existing, there are dozens of them, have created these little communities of people all over the globe that are learning and growing together and providing services on one of these virtual work platforms. Well, on that note, it's time for a break. Um, this is Marcia Zidle, our Smart Moves coach. You're listening to The Business Edge, Taking the Growing Pains Out of Growth on Voice America's Business Channel. My guest, Terry Maxwell, will return with more insights into this very interesting, innovative new world of work. Stay tuned. Be sure to friend us on Facebook. You can do it right now. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for us at keyword Voice America. There's a saying, if you do what you've always done, you'll get what you've always gotten. Are you satisfied with what you're getting? Are you ready to get something different? To get the business edge, bring Marsha Zidle, the Smart Moves author and professional speaker, to your next meeting, conference, or retreat. What you get is more than just stories and motivation. Marsha delivers big ideas with big impact to fast-track your business and your leadership. Schedule your next keynote or presentation now at Marsha, M-A-R-C-I-A, at smartmovescoach.com. Where will your business be five years from now? Will you be soaring or just getting by? Of course you want to grow and prosper, but with growth comes bigger headaches. More hiring, more capital, more customers to satisfy, more plates to juggle, more stress, and more demands on your time. Yes, there is a solution. It's the Smart Growth System, created by Marsha Zidal, executive coach to business leaders. It will give you the tools to take the growing pains out of growth. Get a free consultation and assessment from Marsha, M-A-R-C-I-A, at smartmovescoach.com. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics, reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. 
the business community's first choice in Internet Talk Radio, Voice America Business Network. You are tuned into The Business Edge with Marsha Zidal. To reach Marsha or her guests on today's show, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You can also send us an email to Marsha at smartmovescoach.com. Now, back to The Business Edge. Welcome, listeners. This is Marsha Zidal, your Smart Moves Coach. You're listening to The Business Edge, taking the growing pains out of growth. My guest is Terry Maxwell, and she is talking about the new world of work, what tremendous insight she has, and such interesting information. So I'm going to ask you this question because I think it leads to, now that you talked about the new world of work, what is the impact on the workforce? What's happening out there? Well, you know, there's a a split. The younger generation has really taken to this work model very quickly. Um, The older generation, meaning over 40, they don't even know it exists. And so they're continuing to look for work in the old-fashioned way and missing a lot of these virtual work opportunities. And so that, number one, is, I think, based on the the age demographic. We're seeing, um, you know, the older generation really miss this as an opportunity. The second thing that's really interesting is it changes your career options. Mm-hmm. You know, whereas I might have had, you know, 15 career options in my grandfather's era, 100 career options in my generation, there are tens of thousands, probably 100,000 different career options today that are really generated by this new world of work. I mean, you literally can create and find work um, on a global basis for anything that you love doing on these virtual work platforms. So it really has drastically changed the options that are available for people in their job search. You know, (laughs) for someone like myself who came from a career background and helped people um, answer the question, what do I want to do when I grow up? And you're, and I agree with you. There were oh maybe three, four, five options. They they investigated the options. They then you know I sat down with them and they looked at the pros and cons. And then they said okay this seems right for me. And I'd say go test it out and 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 come back. And I mean that was the process. What do you do now when you said there are uh, tens of thousands of career options? Has anyone come up with a way to help? people and the younger, you know, uh, the the younger people figure out what they want to do? Yeah, the younger generation, again, they're just so, um, they just really take to this working style. They're very effective at it. They're very self-starters. They're not, you know, relying on a corporation to, to pay a check. They're just, they're figuring out what they love to do and they're going to do it. So I think the The thing that I always tell people, we have a couple of tools that you can download on um, our website, but the thing that we always tell people is figure out what you really love to do because this new world of work is, um, its currency is really passion. You know, if you think about just how much you have to learn as fast as things are changing, the more passionate you are about what you're doing, the more likely you are to stay cutting edge. And so follow what you're truly passionate about and then, you know, look to these virtual work platforms. They'll train you for free and how to, you know, create 
a portfolio of work that you can market globally on their platform. Well, in, uh, Terry, um, I've just been told that we have a a caller on the line. Um, this is it's Holly, and she's a mo- small business owner. And Holly, are you there? Yes, I am. Hi, Marcia. Hi, Terry. Hi. Uh, what is your question? Yeah. Hi, Terry. Um, as a small business owner, I have felt that I needed to hire all these positions that I needed. And so if you're telling me that I don't have to do that and I can actually kind of contract that and have people that just kind of do what they need to do for a certain number of hours a week, where do I go to find those people? I mean, what are my resources to tap into um, that, that talent pool, so to speak? Well, thanks, Holly, and congratulations on being a small business owner. Um, Basically, if you go into Google and you type in virtual work platform, you'll get a list of all of the different platforms. In the book, we evaluate um, and and kind of talk about 12 of our favorites. Um, Elance is one of my favorites, um, and uh, Odesk is another favorite. And then from there, depending on what you're looking for, what type of resource, some of them specialize in technology. Some of them specialize, like Logo Tournament, um, 99designs. You know, those specialize in logo design or website design or collateral design. So if you type in virtual work platforms on Google, you'll get all the different specialties. And then it's literally a, you know, a virtual search. You, put your, you post your job on the platform, and then you evaluate candidates that apply for your your um, uh, solo gig that's out there. And, and, and what's really cool is the virtual work platforms handle all of the financial aspects, so they vet the resource and um, they track the resource and they give, you know, rankings, um, quality rankings for all of their resources. And so you don't have to worry about if they don't deliver, you know, you still have to pay because the virtual work platforms handle all of that. Does that answer your question, Holly? Yes, yes. I'm definitely excited to go take a look into that and, you know, see how we can help grow our business with really – I had no idea that there were all these people out there. So, <laughs> yes, it's wonderful. Thank you. Thank you, Holly. And keep listening um, because Terry has some more to say about that. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you. Um, you know, this leads to the next question, uh, which is – uh, how will this new work uh, work marketplace affect hiring companies? What's going to ha- what, how is it going to work out there? Well, you know, in in the book we cite um, several national and global studies by major research institutions, and they're basically saying right now that one out of two jobs are virtual and contract right now, and um, and so the the employment statistics are very misleading because there's a lot of work that's out there that most people don't even know. It's just contract work. So I think that's first and foremost. Secondly is these platforms have turned work into a marketplace rather than a workplace. And as a result of that, um, you know, there will become, um, you know, anytime you have a marketplace there's a supply and demand factor, depending on what you're needing to hire, um, the, the people who provide the highest quality resource are going to get the best pay. And I love that. As a, a serial entrepreneur, I think, you know, if you have an employeepreneur mindset, um, which is really what these virtual work platforms create, um, people who provide the highest value are going to get the best pay, and that, to me, is win-win. Well, you know, one of the questions that will come um, 
maybe in the next segment is um, what type of workers are best suited for this new, new work world? Because not everyone could do it. But I want to get back to the companies. Um, this is a very new concept for um, human resources, especially those in charge of, you know, recruitment. Um, what do companies have to do differently to attract it, to, to change their systems, their hiring systems, as well as to keep the virtual worker engaged? Well, I think they have to manage very differently. Um, that you, you manage um, based on goals and objectives, not based on seeing somebody's eyeballs. Um, and, you know, when you think about, you know, it, and we do this in our portfolio even for our employees, we give them goals and objectives, and it's their job to figure out how to meet those. So I'm not going to manage your day-to-day tasks anymore. I'm really going to give you goals and objectives, and it's your job to figure out how to get from point A to point B. So the management model dramatically shifts. But, but quite honestly, this is a much more effective way to manage, and it's a much more effective way to be managed. And then I think the second thing it goes back to what I said at the beginning of the show. You've got to figure out what core functions you need that they need to be employees because you are going to either grow and develop them or, um, you know, that you don't want that skill set to be fractional. You've got to figure out your, you need a talent strategy, whether you're small or large, and that talent strategy Hello? are going to be – are you still there? Yes. These positions are going to be employees, and these positions are going to be contract. Um, have you found that um, companies are gravitating to this? Are certain kinds of companies, certain industries, um, certain kinds of, of leadership gravitating to this new model? The younger employees um, and the younger business owners adapt to it very quickly. Um, and, it, and to be honest, this model actually started about 10, 11 years ago. Um, so it's not as new as everyone thinks. It's just that it's become so prevalent now that one out of two jobs is being delivered this way that it, you know, you can't, you can't. It's not a trend anymore. It's it's literally a shift. Um, so I think that number one, comp- and secondly, the, the companies that need a skill set that's not easy to find, they have no choice. Mm-hmm. Um, whether I'm doing 3D printing or um, mobile application development, those skill sets might not be living within 50 miles from my office. So I need that global pool. So that's typically what we see is companies that are run by younger executives or are managed by younger executives and who, are, who in, instantly and intrinsically get this new way of working. And then secondly is people that need to hire skill sets that are not readily available. Okay. Um, are you seeing resistance from companies for this new model? You know, we have seen a little bit, um, but less than you would think. And when we did the research for the book, that was one of the big hypotheses that we were evaluating is, are the large companies embracing this? And ironically, they really are. There would be whole teams inside some of the large companies that we interviewed that their entire team um, managed this way. Some of them were employees, some of them were contractors, but they were virtual and uh, they, you know, large companies, so Fortune 1000 companies are, have moved to this model. It's just that they haven't done it, you know, in a vocal way. Um, and so this, these virtual work platforms really have found their niche. And again, you know, the analogy of the book is when work moved from the farm to the factory, it disrupted our society. Now that it's moved from the cube to the cloud, we're anticipating it to be equally as disruptive in terms of changing our concept of work. Well, you know, on 
what you're saying is, and there's the, the saying of um, ch- nothing stands still, everything changes. <laughs> and I think, <laughs> um, and I think that's what we're seeing in this new work world. Well, we're going to take a quick break now, uh, and when we come back. Uh, Terry is now we're going to move to that 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 question I think is so important, which is which type of workers are best suited for this new work world? It would be great if everyone embraces it, but not everyone is going to embrace it. So listeners, stay tuned. We'll be back with uh, Terry Maxwell talking about the new world of work. Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Where will your business be five years from now? Will you be soaring or just getting by? Of course you want to grow and prosper, but with growth comes bigger headaches. More hiring, more capital, more customers to satisfy, more plates to juggle, more stress, and more demands on your time. Yes, there is a solution. It's the Smart Growth System, created by Marsha Zeidel, executive coach to business leaders. It will give you the tools to take the growing pains out of growth. Get a free consultation and assessment from Marsha, M-A-R-C-I-A, at smartmovescoach.com. There's a saying, if you do what you've always done, you'll get what you've always gotten. Are you satisfied with what you're getting? Are you ready to get something different? To get the business edge, bring Marsha Zeidel, the Smart Moves author and professional speaker, to your next meeting, conference, or retreat. What you get is more than just stories and motivation. Marsha delivers big ideas with big impact to fast-track your business and your leadership. Schedule your next keynote or presentation now at Marsha, M-A-R-C-I-A, at smartmovescoach.com. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings of the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our wall. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. You are tuned into The Business Edge with Marsha Zeidel. To reach Marsha or her guests on today's show, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You can also send us an email to Marsha at smartmovescoach.com. Now, back to The Business Edge. Welcome back, listeners. We've been hearing Terry Maxwell talk about the new world of work. And boy, is it a new world out there, but an exciting world full of opportunity. So, Terry, you had talked about what's happening with uh, companies and how they're dealing with this. Um, but we also have to look at the other side because this this form of work may not be for everyone. So let's what are what type of workers are best suited for this new world? Well, we identified kind of twelve categories of careers that um, are well suited for this. Um, first would be uh, engineers, programmers, 
anyone in a technology space, this is a, a great opportunity for them. Designers um, are another one, project managers, program managers, writers, um, call center professionals that one of the, the co-authors of the book, Tim Holney, he um, uh, CEO of a company called Working Solutions, and they were the original pioneer um, in virtual call centers. And so they have a long-standing history. So call center professionals do really well, um, both um, on the supply and the demand side. And then one of the newest, and there are several others, but one of the newest um, is healthcare professionals. So with a lot of the legislation that's coming down, they're moving a lot of um, healthcare services into the cloud. So um, for the last couple of years, many of our uh, X-rays have been um, read by people around the globe um, using one of these tools. And now they're looking at nurses doing triage um, over Skype, um, you know, d d dispensing um, prescriptions where you don't need a, um, a, to, to have a doctor's visit. So we're seeing healthcare really adapt to this space as well, and many, many careers are moving into this virtual world in the healthcare arena. So, and, and that's fascinating, um, <laughs> the idea of a nurse uh, dispensing medicine and, and, and doing triage um, <laughs> over Skype. Um, and yes, I can see where these careers can easily be transformed into the virtual workplace. I would also think, though, that certain people, the certain characteristics of people uh, of workers that will make them more successful in a virtual work world. Um, did you do some research on that? We did, and we interviewed um, probably 30 virtual work professionals, what we call virtualpreneurs, mm -hmm. and um, people who have been doing this for five years, ten years, two years. And number one is they have to have a huge amount of initiative because you, you go after the work that you want. You don't kind of wait for it to come to you. You don't wait to be told what to do. So they have to have a huge self-starter initiative component to their DNA. Secondly is you need to be very resilient and very um, quick to learn because a lot of what you'll be learning, you're, it's, a, it's a learn as you go, just as this new work model is a just-in-time workforce. Um, it's really a learn-as-you-go education model, so you don't need a degree to work this way, but you knew, do need to have access to the tools to learn new things very quickly and to research things very quickly. Um, thirdly is your reward system tends to be intrinsic because it's not like you're going to be touching base um, you know, physically every day with the people that you work with. You're going to be interacting with them over email and over the phone and occasionally in person or, in, you know, over Skype. And so you need to be intrinsically motivated. You don't need an attaboy. You really need to know how to get those rewards for yourself. And then fourth is you need to have that kind of entrepreneurial spirit. Um, you can make more money this way in your career, depending on your skill set. Um, but you, it's not like you're going to get a check every two weeks and have benefits. So that, that entrepreneurial spirit is key as well. Um, I would imagine that this is both um, scary for some people and exciting for some people, what you described. Um, <laughs> and, you know, the joke that I, I speak a lot to career transition groups because I want them to really wake up, um, and, and I say, look, if, if you are driven by the quality of your work, this is really good news for you because you're going to make more money in this world um, on these virtual work platforms. But if you're 
used to kind of playing whack-a-mole and ducking and dodging and, you know, just doing enough to get by, this is really bad news for you. So um, because you're scored, every project, your score is made public. And so if I get an 87%, um, you know, versus a 96% on a project, then I might get less work opportunities because I have a lower score. I would imagine that um, every every individual out there who is thinking about this, making this transition, needs to do a really good self-assessment. Um, Absolutely. Are there, any tool, are there any tools out there to help people to decide, is this the right fit for me, or maybe I need to be in a, in, uh, in a full-time employment? You know, the last three chapters of the book are dedicated to helping people make those career choices, and we give them several tools um, in the last three chapters of the book. And then there's also a, a, a free presentation people can download that, that walks them through those same tools on our website. Um, that, but that's the key is know thyself. And so we, we walk people through. We have a decision tree that we walk them through and help them actually, you know, make choices on the decision tree to lead to more choices to determine whether or not this is a good career option for them. Um, so, you know, we've talked about um, individuals and how are they going to – what they need to know and, uh, and what are some of the success factors, and we may get back to that, but I do want to talk, you know, f- now focus on the employer, because uh, we do have business owners um, listening and entrepreneurs and um, um, human resource managers, and so um, what are the key success factors for employers who want to make this transition into this virtual work world? Well, I'll start with where you started. Is if you want something better, you have to be willing to do something different. And this is a different way to deploy a talent strategy. So that, first and foremost, um, recognize it for its difference. Secondly is get crystal clear on what job functions you're not going to um, put into this model and make sure that those team members are comfortable managing in this model. So one of the key criteria to getting hired in our portfolio is you have to have the ability to manage virtually and you have to have the ability to manage fractional resources. And that's a very different management model. So get crystal clear on which positions are going to be deployed this way and which positions are going to stay mainstream. And then thirdly is set up your management model that rewards goals and objectives rather than the old management model that, you know, time put in equals rewards. And that, that's a different way. Um, I, you know, really took to it. I was surprised at how quickly um, I took to this because I saw the value. Once we had our first, in 2009, we had our first logo designed on Logo Tournament. And number one, it was so much more effect, effective than any other logo experiment that I'd ever had. Um, secondly, I got a much better product. Thirdly, it, it I really got to interact with designers all over the world. And so, you know, we have 15 logos that are designed all from 15 different companies, countries, only one in the United States. So you, once you get used to this as a different way of working, you'll understand that it's motivated and powered by a very set, a different set of currency. These designers that work on Logo Tournament and, and you know, the, the people that are on Elance and Odesk and Working Solutions – they're intrinsically motivated for the passion for the work and the freedom to work the way that they want. 
So I can't treat them under this, the old currency system or mm-hmm. you do what I tell you to do and you do it the way I tell you to do it because they're not motivated that way. They're motivated by their passion for the work and by their freedom to work the way that they want to work. And so I have to embrace their passion and fuel their passion, and I also have to give them the freedom to work the way that they want to work and just manage them based on a set of goals and objectives. Um, it also says to me that, uh, and I, you, you talked about it, I think it was number two, that it's going to require a different kind of manager with different skill sets. And it's not just skills, it's a perspective of, of the new way of, of, of managing these virtual entrepreneurs. Um, has research been done on this, this new kind of manager? You know, we, we only touched on that in the book, and it's one of the things that uh, Tim and I had said we really wanted to dig into. He's got extensive experience, and so we dedicated a third of one of the chapters that he focused on to this new type of manager. And it, it requires, um, you know, more of a leadership style rather than a traditional management style because mm-hmm. they've got to really learn to inspire and tap into those passions and not micromanage those resources. Um, so I do believe that there will be a lot of research coming forth about this new type of manager. But if you look at one out of two jobs right now, right now today, is available in this configuration. It's global and it's virtual. One out of two jobs today, that's not five years from now. And they're mm-hmm. anticipating that it's going to be two out of three in the next couple of years. Your management team had better embrace this and really <laughs> develop some of those other attributes. Uh, yes, definitely. Uh, you know, it's change or die. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and so you talked about the uh, key success factors for I- employers in this new work world. Uh, we have just, um, you know, maybe a couple minutes left. Uh, what are the key success, success factors for workers to be successful in this new work world? Well, I think number one is passion. I talked about this a lot. I mean, the currency of this new world of work is passion and freedom. It's it's a different model. So I think what are you really passionate about? The really cool thing in the new world of work is there's hundreds of thousands of different opportunities available to you. It's just that they don't look the way the old job used to look. So what are you really passionate about doing? Start with that. Secondly, get comfortable. Strap yourself in for a lot of change. This work model is changing extremely fast, much like the technology that we're all experiencing that's changing so rapidly. Um, And one of the people we interviewed for the book talked about the world is changing faster than our ability to learn about it. And so if, if the world is changing faster than my ability to learn about it, it's easier for me to learn about something I'm truly passionate about. Those two go hand in hand. So one, follow the first critical success factor, what are you passionate about? Two, Strap yourself in, get ready to constantly, constantly learn. Um, this is not about skills anymore. It's really about just-in-time learning, just-in-time work. Um, and third, I think the other critical success factor, if you are going to work this way, is you've got to find other ways to engage. You know, you're not going to be going to an office anymore. So you have to find other ways. If you're an extrovert, you've got to find other ways to socialize and interact. Um, and, you know, it has to be more than just a phone and the Internet. And there's one of the newest trends that's fascinating are these um, uh, sub-working spaces where you can rent out a workspace by the hour. And so you can rent a a workspace, 
you know, with uh, 100 other solopreneurs or virtualpreneurs, and you can go to this workspace so that you have a workplace to go to, and you just have it from 2 to 5 on Mondays and from 9 to 11 on Wednesdays. And well, so that... we're seeing our society changed um, to really fit this, this new way of working. Well, on that note... Uh, we are going to take in, um, another break, and when we get back, uh, Terry is going to tell uh, us how to get her new book uh, and uh, how to contact her, because I am sure that, that she only talked uh, about a, um, a smidgen of all the knowledge she has about this new world of work. So this is Marcia Zidle, your Smart Moves coach. Stay tuned. Find out which guests are being featured this week. Read our network press releases and read the blog posts from your favorite hosts. Go to iradioblog.com today. Powered by the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Where will your business be five years from now? Will you be soaring or just getting by? Of course you want to grow and prosper, but with growth comes bigger headaches. More hiring, more capital, more customers to satisfy, more plates to juggle, more stress, and more demands on your time. Yes, there is a solution. It's the Smart Growth System, created by Marsha Zidle, executive coach to business leaders. It will give you the tools to take the growing pains out of growth. Get a free consultation and assessment from Marsha, M-A-R-C-I-A, at smartmovescoach.com. There's a saying, if you do what you've always done, you'll get what you've always gotten. Are you satisfied with what you're getting? Are you ready to get something different? To get the business edge, bring Marsha Zidle, the Smart Moves author and professional speaker, to your next meeting, conference, or retreat. What you get is more than just stories and motivation. Marsha delivers big ideas with big impact to fast-track your business and your leadership. Schedule your next keynote or presentation now at Marsha, M-A-R-C-I-A, at smartmovescoach.com. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics, reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are tuned into The Business Edge with Marsha Zeidel. To reach Marsha or her guests on today's show, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You can also send us an email to Marsha at smartmovescoach.com. Now, back to The Business Edge. This is Marcia Zottle, your Smart Moves Coach. You're listening to The Business Edge, Taking the Growing Pains Out of Growth. We've just heard a very interesting interview with uh, Terry Maxwell about her new book, The New World of Work from the Cube to the Cloud. Well, Terry, how can people access this book? Well, Marcia, thanks so much for having me on the show. You've just been an incredible host, and you made this uh, a fun experience on a topic that I'm incredibly passionate about. 
So uh, first of all, they can uh, the, they can get the book at Amazon.com, either the ebook or the printed book. Um, we also have donated all of the proceeds to our alma mater, University of Texas at Dallas. They can buy it at uh, their online bookstore. Um, and then you can also buy it from our website, newworldofwork.com. In addition, um, if folks would like to download a presentation that's got some of the tools that I mentioned as well as a lot of the research, we have a downloadable presentation uh, at succeedonpurpose.com. Just click on free presentation and we, it's about an hour-long um, webinar that we recorded that walks people through um, what this virtualpreneur world is, what these virtual work platforms are like, and then also how do you know whether or not you'd make a great virtualpreneur. So that's succeedonpurpose.com for that downloadable free presentation. Newworldofwork.com tells you all about the book and the press that we've gotten, and then you can order the book at um, Amazon or at University of Texas at Dallas. Well, thank you so much, Terry. Um, you have just opened up my eyes to this new world of work. I can say, honestly, it's both exciting and probably a little scary to people, but I know your book will get them through, through it. So thank you again. Thank you. It's time for Marsha's Musings, a tasty morsel of wisdom and wit to take the growing pains out of growth. Well, listeners, um, let's talk about shake the idea tree. Great ideas are like apples. To get them, you have to shake the, tr the tree and search for the best ones. In times of rapid change and heightened competition, businesses need their frontline and support staff to find those great ideas to solve problems and find opportunities to better serve their clients, their customers, their constituents. Here are two strategies I've used to shake the idea tree and help organizations think outside the box. Number one, picture it. When a group meets to problem solve, it's helpful to begin with a fun activity that starts the participants thinking in new directions and generating innovative solutions. For example, an agency was moving into a new facility which would require changes in how they delivered their services. A staff retreat was scheduled before the move to get everyone on board. Here was one of the team building activities. There were three groups, each group working with the newsprint, markers, post-it notes, stickers, ribbons, and anything else they can find, created a distinct picture of what it would be like to serve their clients better in this brand new building. Then they moved into creative problem solving, how to make their creations into reality. It was fun, and it also lessened their anxiety about the upcoming changes. Example number two, act like a visitor, not a native. Visitors are natural sightseers who look at things with open eyes and ask many questions. Here's how we ta tap that curiosity. 25 managers of a skiing resort were divided into six teams. Once a week, for a month, each team would spend half a day in different areas of resort operations. They were told to act like a visitor, not a native. They were to observe everything and ask as many dumb questions as possible. 
about things they didn't understand. For example, why do you arrange supplies in that order? Or why did you put that yellow garnish on the dish? In a follow-up meeting, their observations of operational bottlenecks and missed opportunities to satisfy guests resulted in dozens and dozens of new ideas. One of these ideas, a change in ticket sale procedures, saved thousands of dollars and led to improved guest services. So my Smart Moves tip is this. Good ideas are the engine of progress. They improve people's lives. They build successful businesses. Without the ability to generate good ideas and effectively apply them, businesses flounder, stagnate, and even disappear. The anecdote is innovation, constantly growing, developing, learning, and creating new ways of working, serving, and leading. Listeners, would you like to see how Shake the Idea Tree works? How fast people can start working together, get their creative juices flowing, and start solving problems? Contact me at Marcia, M-A-R-C-I-A, at smartmoves.com or call 972-380-9181. Start motivating your people to think outside the box now. You're listening to Marsha Zidle, the Smart Moves Coach, making sure you're on the right track and not getting sidetracked in your drive for high performance and profitability. Well, next week's program is Putting Strategy to Work, the story of Penview. How does a 34-year-old established public communications hardware company turn itself into an engine of innovation and enter into new, promising, yet unfamiliar territories for them? Dr. Yoram Solomon, Vice President of Strategy, and George Kalish, the CEO of Interface Corporation, will take us through a story that started with the realization that someone moved my cheese. They will share how hard it was to think differently and to do things differently, to make tough choices, develop new business strategies, and transform the company. Their story takes us up to the present, taking their new product to market. Tune in Wednesday, September 11th at 11 a.m. Pacific and 2 p.m. Eastern. Here's another Smart Moves tip for the coming week. What it takes to succeed as a business leader is a matter of learning new ways of working and letting go of old ways. Look back over this past year. What new skills, perspectives, or practices have you learned? And which ones have you had to let go? What about the future? It's something to think about. I'll end with my favorite saying, there are three kinds of people in this world, those who make it happen, those who let it happen, those who asked what happened, which one are you? If you're highly motivated to make it happen, let me help you make it happen. Call me now for a free consult at 972-380-9181 or email me Marcia, M-A-R-C-I-A at smartmovescoach.com. Thank you for listening. Tune in every week, 11 Pacific, 2 Eastern, 
for the Business Edge with Marsha Zidal, the Smart Moves executive coach and speaker, helping entrepreneurs and business leaders take their company, firm, or practice to that next level with less stress and more success. In other words, how to take the growing pains out of growth. Innovate, improve, ignite, or die. Make smart moves. Thank you. You've been listening to The Business Edge with Marsha Zidal. Please join us again next Wednesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. And enjoy taking your business to the next level. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. 